Good morning, my friends. How are you? We thank the Lord for a new day. We bless His holy name for the breath and the gift of life. Thank you for joining me on Review this morning. It's your host and your dear friend, Esther. This morning, we continue with our topic, which we started yesterday, on our prayers and God's answers. Our prayers and God's answers. And this morning again, we look at another type of yes, different from the two we studied yesterday. And I call that yes. But I need you to wait in, or- in order for me to tidy up some stuff. Yes, but I need you to wait in order for me to tidy up some stuff. You see, why does God answers us yes and then makes us wait? Sometimes even longer than expected. Why do we have to wait? What happens during our waiting period, both in the physical and the spiritual? You see, friends, sometimes when God asks you and I to wait, he is trying to protect our dreams. In fact, he can decide to send us into hiding that is a secret place to protect our dreams and shield us from any kind of hurt before the dream is being birthed. Turn with me this morning to the book of Habakkuk. Let's turn to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk it is towards uh, the end of the Old Testament and is after the book of Nahum. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Please make sure you go back to review later where we just read from the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3. God bless you. You see, during our waiting period, we may find out that God is keeping quiet. And this is because nothing he says to us will change anything. You know how strong-headed and stubborn-hearted we can be when it comes to our want-it-now attitude. I mean, if God regards 2021 and 2022 blessings as trouble for you in 2020, even though you want it in 2020, he will rather hold on to it, withholding it for a season or more until you are ready for it. Now, let's go to the book of Genesis for our study this morning. We're going to be looking at the story and the life of Joseph. Turn with me to the book of Genesis, friends. Let's start from the book of Genesis, chapter 37. Genesis, chapter 37. We'll be reading first from verses 5 to 8. Genesis, chapter 37, 
and we read from 5 to 8. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, biding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Verse 8 says, And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. This was the beginning of Joseph's troubles. Turn with me to the book of Gen Genesis, still in the book of Genesis, this time chapter 39, and we read from 1 to 2, Genesis 39, verses 1 and 2. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelite who had taken him down there. Verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Listen carefully, my friends. Joseph was a successful man to you and I, reading it now, this morning, because by now we know how it all ends. We know how it ended for Joseph. Did Joseph, I mean, did God seem good to Joseph at that time, at that moment? To him, was he successful in slavery? Absolutely no. I don't think so. He didn't seem so. Then let's go down now to verse 7 through to 9, the same chapter 39, 7 to 9. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. Verse 9. There is no greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Amen. You see, my friends, not knowing what the future holds for him, not knowing how great God had intended for him, Joseph was still clinging in these uh, two verses we just read. Joseph, two or three verses we just read. Joseph was still clinging on to the only hope he had, God. What happened next? The wait continued. Let's read from the book of Genesis again. Don't close your Bible yet. Genesis chapter 40. And this time we're reading... Verses 13 and 14, then we'll go on to 23. Genesis 40, 13 and 14, and we'll go on to 23. Verse 23, 13 says, Now 
Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner. When you were its butler, verse 14 says, But remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh, and get me out of this house. Verse 23 says, Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Amen. Joseph, after interpreting the dreams for the butler and the chief baker, must have gone back to his cell that day rejoicing that the man would mention his name to Pharaoh and then get him out of the prison. But it was still not time. It was not the appointed time. If you read the story further in chapter 41, it was not till after two years when there was no one to interpret Pharaoh's dream that the butler remember that it was Joseph who interpreted his own dream in the prison. And as a result of this interpretation of dream to Pharaoh, God made Joseph great in Egypt, his land of slavery. But why the wait? What was God up to? What was God doing? Why did Joseph have to wait for so long, for 13 good years? You remember he was sold into slavery at age 17? Why did he have to wait for 13 years? Where was God? He was walking underground. Doing what exactly, Esther? You see, my friends, apart from God protecting Joseph's dreams and shielding him from harm or hurt before his dream was birthed, Joseph needed to learn some things, part of which was honesty, integrity, trust for his prime minister's position. You remember where he had told Pharaoh's wife, Will I do this and sin against God? Joseph had to learn honesty, integrity, trust for his prime minister's position that took place 13 years after he was sold into slavery. But you know what? Through it all, Joseph trusted his only hope the one and only hope he had, God. Through it all, Joseph trusted in God. My friends, are you in your waiting period? Are you waiting on the Lord presently? Don't get frustrated. Don't get upset. Don't get agitated. Your answer is on the way. Your answers are on the way. Will you just trust him again? Through everything, remembering that God is eternal. He fills all times and space. You see, all you can do while you wait is to keep watering your requests with prayers. Friends, 
Keep standing on the promises of his word that matches your situation. The Lord will come just at the appointed time and your dream or your dreams will be birthed. Father, in the name of Jesus, teach us how to wait upon you. Teach us how to be patient, to see you walk in a miraculous way as you keep working underground for our dreams to be birthed in Jesus' name. Amen. This is all we've got time for this morning, my friends. But thank you so much for your love and your patience with me. Thank you for joining me on Review. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning as we look again at our topic on our prayers and God's answers. But until then, the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. And now I can say